we're live. All right. Uh, episode of Gringo in Latin America. Um, I think the best thing to do is just let you let you both introduce yourselves and uh, tell us a little bit about your a little bit about your background and, and what you do. Okay, great. Um, I'm Caitlin. I'm Carlos. <laughs> and we own a food truck together. We're also fiancés, and we're going on uh, our five-year anniversary with the business, with the food truck called Los Viajeros, and um, we actually had a pretty interesting start. Well, I mean, you know, we used to work together, yeah. so I was always uh, waitressing, cocktail waitressing, bartending, I was in that field, and but I was always in, in the front of the house, and Carlos is a firefighter by trade, and we got to a point where I had just left Bowery yeah. and I was thinking to myself that I really wanted to open something of our own. Uh, financially, it didn't seem feasible really. It was kind of a pipe dream. And then we had actually, I guess it was August of 2014. Was it 2014? Yeah, it was 2014. We went down the shore and we um, were celebrating my mom's birthday and we cooked this big meal for everybody. And they're all like, you guys need to be cooking for people. This is amazing. And my mom was the one who suggested, why don't you guys do a food truck? And so, so the process started and we just kind of did our research and looked into everything. It took us about a year yeah. to get everything lined up. And here we yeah, are. I mean, yeah, my story was uh, slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like many people, I was kind of looking for a way to just make make money. You know, make extra money. You know, obviously living in New York is really expensive, so working as a firefighter just kind of wasn't cutting it. You know, for me, like I wanted a little more financial freedom. I worked as a paramedic on the side, like that was like my side gig for years. Like I. I did it for like 15 years. Wow. And it was like one, three o'clock in the morning. I, I responded to a call and it was like a little old lady and her apartment was a mess. Like she was like, kind of like a hoarder of <laughs> sorts. Yeah. And, you know, with me, it just kind of, I kind of just hit that point. Even like a lot of old timers were telling me, listen, you're going to get burnt out. You always, you just going to all these different calls and emergencies, not a pleasant job, you know, and I did, I, I did get, I got burnt out. And that night, that three o'clock in the morning, I said, this is like my last shift. Wow. And yeah, I kind of made that decision then. And I was just looking for something to do. And we used to make fish tacos at home. Mm. And I was like, well, let me make them at the firehouse. They're really, really good. And I would see people just like literally like licking their plate almost like, <laughs> and all they talked about was like, oh, can you make your fish tacos? Can you make your fish tacos? And I was, and kind of at that moment, a light bulb kind of went off and I was like, I could probably sell this taco mm. money off of it, you know? And then that kind of snowballed into, oh, let's get, let's open a restaurant, let's open a restaurant. But to open a restaurant, it was like yeah. a lot of money much <laughs> yeah so then like you said her mom mentioned it and silently sitting on the table like a kind of like light bulb went off in my head and i was like maybe we should open a food truck and we read books i there wasn't much actually as far as looking into it like 
online, like typing in yeah. how do you start a food truck? What are the the rule, you know, the laws and how, the construction, the requirements yeah. of construction? Because every city is very different when it comes like the type of construction that you have to the requirements. So it took a ton of research, looking, looking, finding stuff from the city, and eventually I found something that was like, I don't know, like 70 pages long, and I gave a breakdown on the construction, the rules, everything from New York, and and that was it. And we just took off from there. We saved money, yeah. and we bought an old Anthemans delivery truck. <laughs> what the truck is. Yeah, it was an old Anthemans yeah. delivery truck. We bought it in Long Island, like just right outside of Queens. There was a guy selling it. I knew right away as soon as I, we walked into the food truck, to the truck, we saw like three or four trucks that day, but I knew right away, I was like, this is it, you know? Yeah. It's just like, this is the truck. And yeah, and wow. I had to figure out how to drive it. So that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was a little bit of an adjustment, but I, yeah. I picked up. I mean, yeah, years of research and then you're like, wait a minute, how do we even drive this thing? Like, can I reach the pedal? Like, I remember sitting in it for the first time and I was like, oh my God, we can't even adjust the seat. Like, am I going to need a booster seat? Like, this is... And it was, in, in New York at that, you know, now you're driving this truck where everything is dependent on your mirrors and it's angles instead of, instead of like yeah. turning like a normal car. It's, it's a lot of angles. I haven't crashed it once, by the way. <laughs> so that's pretty good. <laughs> well, so listen, that is, um, that's incredible one to, you know, everyone talks about doing something, right? Everyone's stuck in a, a job, whether you're bartending, you're waitressing, you know, you're doing a thing that you're going to get burnt out and, you know, for you both to just say, I'm going to do it and then actually go do it is very, very rare. Um, so my hat's off to you. And, you know, I'm, I do some events and I do some business with my wife. Um, so I know how tough the dynamic um, could be. It's been a breeze. <laughs> I mean, you both look, you know, you both look happy. You got smiles on your face, but I understand how sometimes you just want to like my wife, uh -huh. I know just wants to destroy me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know it's it, it takes a very strong people a very strong couple um you know to work together like that and live together and you know keep things going so so that that's amazing yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was something that wasn't fully thought out prior to opening Good. you know what i mean? <laughs> and i really think that if we actually knew what we were getting into we probably would have been like Nah, maybe we should do something else. <laughs> it, it, it's hard. And I, I think people don't even understand that. And they're like, oh, it must be so cool to work with your wife. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> you know, but um, but it, yeah, it, it, it takes that really a strong, solid foundation to, uh, to, to make it work. So my hat's off to you. You guys are five years in. Um, you know, Carlos, going back to your, your, your story of, of getting burnt out, like that is... Um, you know, that's pretty real of like doing a job that you're seeing probably the worst situations um, every day, all day long. Like um, that's gotta, that's gotta be crazy. I mean, what, what, is, what is your background? Like, where are you, where are you from originally? Uh, my, I'm Dominican. Mm. Um, it's, you know, small little, it's Island, you know, so Island like my family comes from there. And then we, we, I pretty much grew up in New York. You know, watched Uptown Manhattan, watched the Heights, and yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what made you want to get into uh, paramedic, helping people 
firemen. Like I used to live na- next, uh, right next to down the street from St. Clair's Hospital. Okay. Uh, which is used to be in Midtown. Uh, they used to Hell's Kitchen, which is called Clinton now. You know. Really? Uh, but back. It's in- not Hell's Kitchen anymore. <laughs> well, it's still Hell's Kitchen. Well, okay. I'm trying to call it Clinton now because it's uh. not as bad as it used to be. Anyway. Uh. I would see the paramedics coming in and out like every day, like going home, going to school, like throughout pretty much when I'm, since I was like really young. And I I think at around like 11 or 12 years old, I told my mom, I was like, I want to do that job. Mm. Do you think, you know, and obviously I'm, my mom approved. So like in my mind, probably like the seed was planted, you know, Mm. my mom approves. It looks like something I want to do. I like helping people. It looks really challenging and like, they just, and the paramedics that I used to kind of always see coming in and out of there, um, they always looked like, you know, they, they were enjoying what they were doing for mm. the most part, you know? So it just seemed like something that uh, I can do. I, I was, I like an environment where, where I'm outside and everything is kind of different, you know, on a daily basis. I'm not always like in the same place at the same time, always. So um, yeah, and that was it. So I did that. and. Like, just like I said, like one of the old timers told me as time went on and, you know, you see the city and it's, you all, sometimes it's, you see good things as well. You know, you know, I, I helped moms give birth a few times. That was like a happy moment. You know, I've rescued people like, and people cheered, you know, we had a guy under a car and we like lifted the car off of him. Like certain things were like really rewarding. So yeah, but I did get burnt out. I was just like. I want to do something that's more, um, that's happier, you yeah. know, like and I thought that serving food and owning a food truck will probably be, um, something just more lighter and happier, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So walk with us. So Caitlin, I know, I know your, you know, your background is, is in some hospitality. So you have that going for you. Um, I'm very curious to hear like when you were like, all right, we're going to open a food truck. Was there like designated roles you had for each other? You're like, well, I'll do this and you do that and you're mechanically inclined or? Well, you know, once we were open, not so much prior to it, because he literally built this truck. Gotcha. I'd installed yep. all the equipment. Luckily, my cousin is an electrician. He helped us out with installing the electrical, you know, but he did plumbing and all of the intricate parts that had to be assembled and built to make it a kitchen because it really wasn't empty it was an empty truck um so i really took care of the aesthetic when it came to getting us to the point where we were opening so the logo what we were going to have on the side of the truck took some convincing that we were going to have a pink truck um (laughs) it looks it looks really cool. I was on your Instagram all when we were talking earlier on Instagram. I was on your Instagram. I was like, God damn it, I want a taco so bad right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was bright pink. Yeah. So that was tough to get, but I'm like, I'm a guy. I'm like, I don't want to drive a bright pink truck yeah. around New York, you know. But you, I you love get used it. to it. Yeah, I love it. I, love I it. have yeah. I have two daughters. My whole house is pink and purple, man. I just yeah. <laughs> part of the landscape now. Yeah. Yeah. So when it came to like getting getting ready to open, I, I took care of that side of things and the social media and the you know sending out emails and all of that stuff and and he really took care of of the of the building it because I am not very useful when it comes to that I really don't know what I'm doing so 
Um, then once we opened up, I think it was pretty, pretty quickly. I, I took on the, um, the managerial role in all aspects. Like I <laughs> she, definitely took the, she definitely took the lead role. And, and like you said, you know, when you're a couple, it's like, there's no filter and you know, like, <laughs> A hundred percent. My wife has told me to F off so many times. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's, I'm like, you can't talk to me. I'm like, yes, I can. I'm like, okay. Okay. You know, it, it was, it was tough because at the same time I was like, well, I'm, a, I, I built this and I'm also an owner too. Like I want it this way, but I quickly realized that. <laughs> His life would be Kayla, easier. Well, not only that my life would be easier, but that actually that she was really, really good at yep figuring out all the little details on how are we going to pump this food out faster? How are we going to prep the food faster? Like little, it was like constant. She was always constantly changing kind of like the day-to-day -day operation and saying, this is, if we do it this way, it'll be faster. And mm. I quickly realized that she just, she just had that down, you know, so yep. I'll just say, all right, all right, what do you want me to do? And that's how yeah. we'll do it. Nice. Yeah. I got, I got really lucky. <laughs> I got really lucky because Carlos definitely, he's super understanding and patient, you know, which is, is needed in this whole figuring out process. It was all trial and error, yeah. all of it. Like from the moment we opened our doors, we had gotten hired to, if you're familiar with the um, venue Uptown La Marina that was on Dykeman, um, Washington Heights area, right in the water. It was a beautiful venue. It was there for several years. Um, but that was the first gig that we got hired for. Mm. So we had, um, I guess, the the manager at the time had noticed the truck because we were driving it in the neighborhood probably to like get some supplies and finish up, you know, taking care of, you know, getting it to be ready to open. Um, he saw the mural. He reached out. He was like, listen, come sit down. We'll chat. We'll figure out, you know, what we can do. And so Marina would get three or 4,000 people there a, a day on the weekend. Like it was yeah, insanely every, busy. Every weekend they would, they would have different events, but each event would attract 3,500 or 4,000 yeah. people. They had a whole restaurant. Yeah. They had several bars. So this was just going to be like a food, you know, a food vending option in addition to what they already have just to help. Yeah manage yeah. to feed everybody yeah. right so we, we got really lucky when as far as that goes because um it kind of gave us like a head start financially where yeah. we go to this place where everybody was already there and they were already right. consumed they were partying they were drinking alcohol and tacos was just like that was it you know like people literally would shake the truck when we would close and, and scream <laughs> tacos like legit like yeah. it was crazy yeah it was insane. It was, it, it prepped <laughs> us it for any other future events and events, yeah. lunch, you know what I mean? Because it right. was swim and we had to figure things out. Like, yeah. we had to start 200 people in our first day. Yeah. Like, by ourselves, I didn't even know where the freaking napkins were going at that point. <laughs> it was like, yeah. we had to figure things out. And we quickly learned that we had to also adjust our menu because our mm. menu was slightly different when we first opened, mm. where we're, you know, about to open. And I think we were open one day 
And yeah. we were like, we got to condense the situation. So mm. we had certain dishes that mm. let's say like the chicken dish that we have was going to be, you know, a chicken and rice platter. And we were going to do a salad and we were going to do a sandwich and we were going to do a taco. And we realized after the first shift, we were like, tacos and burritos. That's it. That's it. Like, we we need to like, hold it. Yeah. We need yeah. to like, you know, transfer that chicken and rice dish into a burrito, transfer that sandwich into a burrito. And we, and we, you know, we learned yeah. very quickly what we needed to do. And, um, yeah, the customers, the customers spoke, yeah. spoke to us, you know, and, and my uncle, when I, I, I spoke to my uncle, like right before I opened and he, that's exactly what he said. And I was telling him, Oh, we're going to sell this. We're going to sell that. And he was like, why don't you do this? Why don't you sell what you're thinking you're going to sell? But as soon as you open your window, the customers are going to tell you what it is that you need to sell. So, yeah. and it was, I mean, it was Art. legit yeah. after that first gig, we were like, it's going to, it has to be tacos and burritos. We had like seven different sauces. We were, I was like, all right, we're, we're bringing it down. Two sauces. <laughs> Two sauces yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a green, green and a red. <laughs> and, and we also had to recruit friends to help us work on the weekends. We were like, yeah. all right, who needs to make money? Who, who's available on the weekend like we didn't have yeah. staff and we were just literally every every shift we were learning from you know the previous shift and making our adjustments and yeah the epitome of, of trial and error yeah that that's so cool so i mean it's it's latin fusion is that right yeah. so what um why that i know you were making fish tacos i mean why the latin fusion like you know why that kind of menu well my grandmother, part of my family is Cuban, so I guess throughout the years, like this recipe for uh, ropa vieja, which is kind of like a shredded steak mm. um, dish, because I knew that needed to be on the menu. Um, and it's not Mexican, but yep. we put it in a burrito and we put it in a taco. You know, pla um, your chicken dish. The chicken dish is Mexican that mm. I. You know that I've been making for years. I've been making this. The Mexicans call it chicken rajas. We call it la sabrosa. But it's just um, the combination of the food. Like nobody was putting sweet plantains inside of burritos. So we took the beef and we put that. We added sweet plantains to it, and it's kind of like you're hitting kind of like with every bite you're hitting all the all the palates. You know, you're hitting the, the, sweet, the savory. sweet savory, the spiciness mm -hmm. from the chipotle sauce, which is technically Mexican, so that's why we say it's Latin fusion because mm. yeah. it's it. traditional rice beans and steak and you know salsa verde or something like that. Salsa. Yeah, it's not. They're not like that. They're very unique to us. We just created it as we went along, and she's. Yeah. I knew from day one that she was really good at putting things together because I made her a sandwich when we first started dating, and she was like, "Hold on a second. and she. <laughs> And then she added like three or four. She just went through my fridge and started like piling stuff on this sandwich. And I was like, wow, this sandwich is amazing. So I have like a base, you know, like, and she, you know, Caitlin, we just make a good, uh, we make a good uh, team. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. And it's, you know, like I said, I go back to working with my wife and stuff and like, you know, she, she cooks and my neighbors are like, Hey, Walter, how come you're never cooking? I'm like, she's better at it. She's amazing. Like if I'm going to cook, it's like literally like the basics. Like, you know what I mean? The sandwich is the basic and the food's the basic. Her for lunch, will just go in the, in the fridge and just pull out this and this. And then all of a sudden there's this amazing dish. Like, 
but I clean. You know what I mean? I'll do the other stuff that like yeah. has to be done. So to, to, to hear you guys kind of doing the same thing where you just, you start to recognize, you're like, all right, well, I can fight you on this or I'll let you do it because you're better. And then I'll just do this. And then we, you know, come together on certain things. Um, I think that's kind of how it has to be. Otherwise you got to just going to be at each other's throat. Wait, wait till you start having kids. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to figure that one out. We're in Carlos, always. Does anything like the business, I'm just going to do what I do now. What do you need, honey? <laughs> I swear that that process will truly teach me patience. I, I, I have gotten better over the years of, of owning a business, but mm. Carlos definitely takes the cake on that. He's the, he's really patient. and. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so i mean obviously you know we've been in we've been in covid for god what since march so it, right now it's in august sometimes almost six months how is um has that has that been bad for for you i mean i know you have a truck so you're a little bit more mobile like what's the situation i guess in the hospitality industry a little bit in general but to own a truck what's it been in the last six months for for both of you i mean it's, it's been, been crazy tough. it's been tough um, yeah crazy uh, we aren't doing the same amount of business that we were doing you know prior to covid and we were uh, closed from and March we were closed for a couple of months we were close we closed down for a couple of months we were just like right. you had to be closed down kind of or was it just because there was no one in the streets or I mean, you know it was a combination of yeah. It was like at its peak. We didn't want to get sick. We didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't feel like we knew enough about really what was going on. Not that we know that much more right now, but I think it was just, shock, you know, shock factor. Yeah. And yeah, everybody was working everybody from was home. Everybody was working from home. So there was no yeah. point on really going out. And, you know, no, I, nobody was out. I drove into the city and at like 7 a.m. and there was two cars on the road. It was like the mm. most, I was just like surreal feeling like I was in the city by myself, basically. And wow. I was it was just one of those moments that I was like, we gotta just let's just put you know, the good thing about owning a food truck is that you don't have the high overhead. So right. you know, we didn't have to pay rent. Thank Thank you. Yeah. We didn't have to pay rent. You know, you pay the commissary, but that's a fraction of the like like you pay for a parking spot. It's like spot. a parking spot. Yeah. You could plug the truck in and leave it. Um, the refrigerator is running and stuff, but it's not like I had to come up with $20,000 for a space. Yeah. And, so, and also I want to mention too, that we, we did have a small storefront for a year. We, we did that for yeah, a year yeah. in the turnstile market yep. in Columbus Circle, which is closed now yeah. because of everything. But we were like, we were thanking God because we, we closed last September. So oh, wow. You know, I don't know. Jeez. Several months before this whole situation happened. And then yeah. it's like. We would have been wow. responsible for that as well. And they were completely shut down because the market is called turnstile market. So it's basically in a, in a corridor on, on, on Columbus Circle where people travel to go to the train. And there's yeah. like a small, it's, it's a very nice looking market. It's very, uh, progr you know, progressive looking and like something new. Um, but it's in the subway. But it's in the subway. Yeah. You Everything know. that was going on was like, and, oh, thank you. yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> wow, managed, yeah, we managed to uh, get out of that situation before COVID hit. Yeah, and, 
by chance. Right. Yeah, so any any progress in the? I mean, you know, I, I actually I've been hunkered down here in Virginia, so I haven't been into New York. Um, any progress in New York? Any uh, looking? Is it looking better for for you both, or what's? We're still kind of we're still in the same thing. What's happening? I mean, so it's definitely progressed. More people are out. Some people are back at work. I think people in general just being the summer season, they want to be outside. They want to be able to, you know, go to the park, walk around, stop at a restaurant. Um, you know, what, what they're doing in New York is there's only outdoor seating available. So yeah. all the restaurants have set up their section of like the, you know, sidewalk or the, you know, that parking lane and set up some outdoor seating. Um, it has improved a little bit with the food truck as well. So we normally would just be doing, um, we do our lunch schedule and we would serve to, you know, companies that had a bunch of employees at work that day. Obviously things are different. Um, but luckily one of our consistent spots is in the Bronx at, um, at a hospital that we've been serving at since we've been open. So cool. that's, you know, we're grateful for that. And yeah, we've been doing that. Um, before COVID hit, we've been serving. I used to t I used to take people there all the time, like when I used to work as a paramedic. Mm -hmm. And I always I knew that not, one I wanted to give back. I wanted to feed the people that work there because they work really really hard. I mean that uh, hospital is super busy, um, and there's really not much around there. Mm. So I knew that I I just wanted to go. I just wanted to serve them because I've worked side by side with them for so long. And I was just, this, I want to feed them as well. You know, I want them to eat good tacos for a good price, quick, you know, and make their day better. So we started doing that right away. And it was when, after COVID, that was one of the first spots that we went back to. And um, we did our donations. We did donations yeah. for like the first three weeks. We just donated food. People donated money to us. Some of it came out of pocket. Some of it came from friends and family. And we just donated food for the first three or four, three weeks about. Yeah, I say weeks. three weeks, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we just got, things started kind of like picking up and getting back to normal. People were out. You know, the numbers went down mm. um, as far as the people that were getting infected and deaths, et cetera. So we just said, all right, it's time to get back to business. So, yeah, we started doing that. Yeah. Getting yeah. in there. It's a We're getting there. Slow. I would say that most restaurants are probably doing maybe between, you know, it's twenty-five like to forty percent of what they used to do before COVID. Yeah. So that's where everybody's at. Yeah, and I, I've been having some conversations with some owners and operators, and some people are at five to ten percent. Some people are about twenty percent. Um, you know, I know some people that own like big places, and they're just they're have like three tables outside. I'm like, what are you doing? He's yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really worried about like the real after effects of this. You know, evicted, oh. the business is closing, and like you know, the culture of all places, especially New York, you know, yeah. that, that thrives with mom and pop shops, and those are the ones that are suffering the most. Yeah, I, I agree. And we you know we're all like, oh, it's so bad right now, but like it's going to get a lot worse, and you know, things are not opening, and you know, government, yeah, uh, you know subsidized, you know, subsidized helping people out is now cut off, you know, that $600 everybody was getting is now cut off. And um, I don't see anyone going to New York and some people are leaving New York. And, you know, I just, I'd hate to see it turn into, I don't know, I don't know, like I said, I'm, I've been living in New York for, for over two decades. And like, it's just a cool city. And you hate to see those mom and pops. And that's what makes it those little bars, those little divey places where you can get tacos and things like that. And 
Um, so you're right. I just, I think, I think we're, we're not right in the middle of it. It's just going to continue to get worse. So it's, it's, it's pretty sad. And just, I, I see the news of like, you know, I think there's up to hundreds of bars that have closed down already just in Manhattan alone. And, um, it's sad. Yeah. It's yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's, it, it is sad, but you know, kind of, you know, going back to, you know, have you guys always been, you know, like Caitlin, when we worked together, you know, you like left and then you're like, I hear you're like starting a food truck. And I was like, that's the coolest thing in the world. Like, you know, cause I was kind of starting my business, you know, six, seven years ago. Um, have you both been entrepreneurial minded or was this something that you just were like, ah, screw it. Let's just open our own place. Like, and, and where, if, if so, you've been entrepreneurial minded, like where, where do you, where does that come from? Is that where your parents, you know, own businesses or just something you've done together? I mean, to be completely honest with you, I really learned a lot about myself in the process. I didn't necessarily think I was super entrepreneurial or like had a knack for one thing or another. Right. I knew that I was competent and driven and, you know, like to do new things and like to see and test things out and see what I would be good at. Um, and my mom is, the funny thing is that my mom and I were very close. We would have conversations all the time you know, about regular everyday stuff, whatever happens to be relevant going on in our lives. And after I opened the business, we would be talking to each other about work stuff all the time. Mm. And she's like, you really, you're my daughter. She's like, you're real. And I realized how much alike we were when it came to work stuff and mentality, because we had never had those conversations before. Mm. And it was just really eye opening to, um, you know, to learn all this stuff about myself that I, I didn't really, I didn't realize. Was she, was she like a super driven woman or was she just, you know, put her mind to something? It's like, I'm going to go do it kind of person. Just like a really, um, really intelligent, competent, um, assertive, mm. and, uh, she would, you know, set her mind to something and she would get it done. Cool. Um, and she was really dedicated to her job. She actually is, um, has been a manager for a veterinary hospital for like, you know, 35 plus years. So she's done that for almost a lifetime, it feels like, my yeah. lifetime. And so it was just, um, you know, it was just something I think I probably got from her in, in some respects. And my dad is, is a very driven person as well. Um, I don't think that they were probably as big of uh, a risk taker as maybe, mm -hmm. you know, you would have to be, cause we really just kind of, we did, we invested all of, I invested all of my savings that I yeah. saved up working at Bowery actually. Nice. And um, <laughs> I sold my car, I sold my, <laughs> I sold my car. And I worked in like the west side of the Bronx and I lived in uptown Manhattan. So there's no trains that cut across. Mm. So I took the bus and the 22 bus was like, ugh. I lay, I literally had a lady's afro in my face one time. I was like, uh, it's not. So yeah, it was definitely some sacrifice. New York, hey, an afro is better than most of the stuff I've had in my face on those on those buses. <laughs> it was nowhere to go. But you know what? I, I, you know, I think that I never either. I have never saw myself as like an entrepreneur either. Mm -hmm. But I, I definitely was driven. You know, I like once I put my mind into something, I definitely go after it. Like. Yeah. Full on, you know, the, I went out to the 
the fire department that way. I, I became a paramedic when I was really young. You know, I was 19 years old when I got that certification from the state. Like, you, you only have to be 18 wow. years old to become an EMT and a paramedic in New York State. And I, by the time I was 19, I, I had this certification. So there was part of me that just did it out of necessity. You know, like, I needed to have money in my pocket. You know, I do have a, in my family, there is a strong background of entrepreneurship. My dad always had, like, a little side business. He does computer stuff. My uncle as well, he used to have a store and he would fix like copy machines and stuff like that. Um, my grandfather mm. was also a business owner. So I, I, now that you mentioned yeah. it, now that I think, <laughs> yeah, Interesting. I, I come from a, yeah. Yeah, it, it's in like, you. Yeah, it's in me, yeah. And he's so, um, he's such a risk taker, that mm. aspect and like adrenaline junkie and like doing, just going for it is, yeah. There was so a, and there were a couple there him. were a couple of books that I've read in my life that kind of like you know you you hear this all the time people read rich dad poor dad and then like their life changes and I read a book called the Dando investor by this huge uh wall street you know investor who's made millions and it was like you know he said it best i always and I always have that in my mind like a small risk high reward you know mm -hmm. if I spend whatever let's say seventy thousand dollars and it's gonna make me a half a million dollars do i take the risk you know like it, to me that's a small risk for a really high reward right i just i just looked at it that way if we, <clears throat> we invest all this money and the food truck makes it then great if you know that and i i just use that in in general for any kind of business that i'm always kind of thinking in my mind that i'm gonna do i'm like if i invest what's the reward right so, yeah yeah yeah, that that that's a that's amazing, and it, it's you know I think a lot of people think they're not entrepreneurs, but you know you just said it before. You both have like, you know, you see a goal, and you just go for it. you're going for it. Like you're this is going to happen. You know, you just put your mind to it and just go for it. I think other people think they've well to be an entrepreneur, I got to go to business school for like eleven years, and I got to do this, I got to do that, da da da. Or or you could read some books, set a goal, and go figure it out. And you know I think nowadays with YouTube and the internet and reading book, like there's all that information is, is right there. I mean, you both bought a, a, a Entenmann's truck and just did it. You know, there was no, there was no school there. You know, you just had a little bit of hospitality industry and, and figured it out. It wasn't all like, uh, you know, like the food, we struggled with the food truck. Yeah. We, we built it, you know, we did La Marina and yes, it was a venue, but that was only during the summer. And we did like four or five weekends. In, during that summer, which was nice because we got to make some, yeah. But then once that that was done, we had to go out in the streets and certain like we had to build it. it out. You know, we and it was like we started doing the Flatiron District, and we had like fifteen customers. You know, and it was like, and I was just like, let's just keep coming back. I'm telling you, once they have a burrito and they go back to their office, they're gonna come back. Let's just keep coming and be consistent and be here every Tuesday mm -hmm. and just keep, we had to be everything. We had to, I had to, we had to be sales people at the same time. We had to sell people on our product. You know, we had to sell them. It was like, yeah, you want, I, I used to legit like see people walking by and say, you want to try this taco? Like, where are you going? <laughs> like, you're going to get lunch there. Why? Like, this is where you want to be. And some people was, and, and that's, and little by little, it just, 
So it wasn't always like, oh, we opened the truck and right. we had a line of people, you know. And, it wasn't always like that. And also, um, after Marina, it was approaching fall and winter, yeah. which was cold. And it's a totally different ball game when you mm-hmm. have a food truck because it's cold as hell. Nobody wants to really be yeah. standing outside waiting for food. But we had actually um, to, like, connect our um, our other passion, which is dancing and music and going out, we ended up parking the truck in front of a nightclub that we used to go to in Brooklyn. Mm. And all the people would come out after partying all night and they would eat tacos and it would be like, they were so happy that we were there. Um, You know, there was a night, I remember being there, it was like seven degrees. (laughs) And we were serving tacos at like three in the morning in front of Output in Brooklyn. And we were like, this is crazy. But it was one of those moments in the business where it was like, we're just selling enough to buy more yeah. and sell it again and just kind of try to keep building on what we had. And then summer comes again and we're back at Marina and we're getting our lunch spots in there. So it was, it was a process. It was a lot of up and down. Yeah. Do you, do you get people that, um, you know, I, I get this with my events sometimes they'll like come to my events. They're like, wait a minute. Well, you have like 700 people here. You sold $80 tickets. You must have made like ninety thousand dollars today. Like, do you get people that are like, you know, you bought a truck for whatever, and you're selling like hundreds of tacos. You must make like ten thousand dollars a week. Like, yeah. do you yeah. get do you get people that are like think that you just are rich within six months kind of thing, or do people sort of know the process? I think it's a combination, and I I wouldn't even say more so it's the money thing. I just think that people have this idea that it's, it's cool. It's yeah. Cool. Have a food truck. Come, oh, just pull up and come serve. Pull up in front of our neighborhood, and I'm like, do you understand that I have to sell to at least 75 to 100 people to make this worth right. my time? Right. People think like, oh, come by, pull up. We have eight people having lunch today, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? With that? <laughs> like, I can't do anything with that. Truck. I would love to. Yeah. I, I appreciate yep. us, but it takes, you know, just to run it and bring it out of the lots, a few hundred bucks a day. Yep. So yeah. it's, you know, that part of it i think people don't realize that how much it costs to operate and just that it's it's a lot of work yeah you know, i'm like lugging cases of plantains and i'm moving all the mats and i wash the truck and we're restocking stuff and lifting and moving and driving and we used to do every single part of it well like from going to restaurant depot getting all the food picking up the truck dropping it off washing it like every single aspect of a repair of I mean, it was crazy, not to mention social media and answering mm. emails and being on top of, you know, marketing and getting supplies and ordering this. And I mean, it was like, we, there was a moment where we were like, what did we get ourselves into here? Yeah. Yeah. And so how did, I mean, you get yourselves into, how, how did you, I mean, you mentioned uh, dancing and some events or parties that you used to do. How, how did you both meet? Like what, give me, give me the, give me the quick backstory of that. We met dancing. dancing. You did. <laughs> Yeah, we met dancing, and um, it was actually this cute little club in the Lower East Side um, called Sin Sin. And yeah, I know. Uh, do you remember? Do you know it? Yeah, I was. I, well, my apartment was on Seventh um, Street between First and A, so I walked oh, by it. Yeah, so yeah. you remember? Yeah. You remember Sin Sin? Yeah. So that's we ended up meeting there one night, um, and it was funny because we had both. I was working at the Maritime Hotel at the time. Mm. And um, I was leaving work. I had gone to Cielo 
Little did I know he had gone to Cielo. We didn't meet there. We both left, went to Simpson, ended up meeting at Simpson, danced and laughed and talked like all night. And then he went to Miami that same, he was like leaving for, you know, his vacation, like yeah. early that morning. So he was like in his partying and going on vacation. And I was like, well, that was nice. I was like, I hope I hear from him. And shocked, he was like, he actually reached out to me while he was away. I mean, he was so sweet. We went on a proper date when he got back. Such a gentleman. <laughs> I was just like, how did I, I mean, it was great. I, I will, I've never been with somebody that's like Carlos. So it was really special. And, wow. And then we opened a business and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> <laughs> my the first time I noticed her, I just heard her voice like in the background. I'm like, who is so loud right now? Like, who is this? I just hear like some girl like screaming. It's always like the music. The music is playing loud. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> New New York stories are the best. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that That's was it. Time. That was it. One thing, you know, and. We've Here been we together ever since. Ten years. We're getting married in September. Yeah. Finally, we were supposed to be in June, but it got. Yeah. Where Where are you getting married? Are you getting married in New York, or where's um, it all going down? In In Jersey, New Jersey. we're gonna do uh, a venue, like an outdoor venue outdoor in Jersey. Venue. It was cool. supposed to be cool. supposed to be a public hotel in New York, but oh. just, yeah, you know, it was things gonna change. Be a, like you know, the quintessential like. Yeah. Uh, New York wedding, New York hotel. It was gonna be, it was really nice, but then COVID happened and it's like. Uh. But you know, honestly, it's everything's been, <clears throat> it was almost like a blessing in disguise because we, we really, it, it shifted our perspective on everything. Yeah. And really kind of gave us that chance to rethink how we wanted to go about everything. So yeah. it all happened for a reason. Yeah. There you go. So what, um, all right. So what, what does the future look like for, for both of you? You're going to, you're going to buy seven more trucks. What do you, what's going to, what's going to happen? You know, I'm, I'm not sure. We're just trying to get through 2020. <laughs> exactly. I can't say maybe, you know, exactly what's going to go on. I have an idea that, you know, I think if things pick back up to, the normal pace of New York, then a second truck would be, you know, would be the option. But at this point, we just kind of have to feel it out and see how things go, you yeah. know, more catering. So maybe shifting the business more to like the catering stuff versus selling on the streets to people that were going to work, because I think it's really going to change long term. I think a lot of people are going to telecommute and yeah. if they have the option to work from home. So we're going to have to just adapt you know and re maybe reinvent ourselves a little bit um you know and that's that's an option you know yeah. we just gotta see how it goes right now yeah. we're just you know we're still heading into the city and we're pulling up and we started started some new locations we started some new so locations where there, there, are, there are more people you know like we used to serve in dumbo and dumbo was super busy <laughs> but it was all tech companies yeah, you know, and now those tech companies aren't there anymore for now. Mm. So we oh we can't do Dumbo really. It's a, it's really a waste of time. There's nobody around. Yeah. So we we're doing other spots. We started doing Upper East Side, and mm -hmm. that seems to start picking up. So we're just kind of rolling with the punches. You know, I got I do have to say that we are we have been really fortunate. 
and a food truck is mobile. Yeah. So if your one spot is not working, you can go somewhere else. That really is the beauty. That really is the beauty of the food truck. Yeah. Pack it up and just drive somewhere else. And that's it. Nice. Nice. Um, Well, that, that's cool. Listen, I I appreciate both of you, um, you know, sharing your story with me, um, which is, which has been pretty cool. Caitlin, you know, you and I worked together for a while, so I know your worth ethic. Um, You're, you're a hard worker and dedicated to what you're doing. Um, So I appreciate that. And, um, you know, you mentioned the tech companies just, just moved or haven't been around, but I think Facebook just bought like a big building. And, and yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh, they, they, did? They, signed, yeah, they signed a lease. So <laughs> it, that's when I, I, I read that, and I was like, okay, well, if people are looking, you know, New York is New York. It's, yeah. it's going to bounce back. This happened 9-11 too. I mean, there were nurses trying to sell me apartments in um, down um, by, close to the trade center for like nothing. And I was, you know, obviously I didn't have the cash to buy her yeah. condo at the time, but she was selling me like a two-bedroom condo for $200,000. And I'm I mean, like, nah, yeah, and exactly. That's and what I'm the real like, estate's like now in, in, in Manhattan. I don't know if you ever look. He's always looking at real estate stuff just to see prices and get a feel for the, so the market. Say, people are panicking now. And I think it's in, a couple of years, right in a couple of years, we're going to be right back to yeah. New York is going to be back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I gave up my apartment. I mean, I, and I went to my landlord and I was like, Hey, you know, what can we do? And they weren't budging at all. And I was like, all right, well, if you, yeah. if you got it that good, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to pay rent right now. I haven't, I haven't been in New York in six months. So I was like, I just, I don't, I don't need the apartment, you know? So it, it's my apartment doubled as the office and stuff, but um, they seemed very confident a few months ago that they were going to rent my apartment. Um, yeah. But There's I don't like- know. 15,000 empty apartments right now in the city, something like yeah. in that ballpark. It's going to take, this obviously is going to take, take some time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, well, it's happened in the, the, the way I look at it is this has happened in the past. This is not the first time that the human race has gone through a pandemic, <laughs> you know, so it's going to come. Yeah. It's going to definitely change things, I'm sure. You know, yeah. people have to reinvent themselves. The world Correct. has to change, you know. That's for sure. Where is going to go exactly? I don't know. I, people still have to eat. So, yeah. and people still want, in New York, people still want good food. They want it fast and they want it cheap. So, <laughs> there's always a market for that. That's very you know? true. So, very true. I, lo- I love the optimism. And you're looking at it as like people still have to eat. So, we have food. <laughs> meals for themselves three, three times a day and then their kids and whoever. I mean, yeah. Yeah. People- they're at their at their brink of <laughs> <having> a- <laughs> so where where can people um if you can just tell us where the website what's the instagram and then is there a few routes that you could shout out that you know people can um can find you find you all at yeah um so the website is www.losviajerosfoodtruck.com that has our schedule our menu a uh, little background info and um Right now, we're, we're operating still at Jacoby Medical Center in the Bronx on Wednesdays. And Thursdays right now, we're in the Upper East Side by Cornell uh, Medical on 69th and York Ave in Manhattan. And then on Fridays, um, our spot at Alexandria Center on 29th Street and 1st Ave in Manhattan is going to be opening back up on September 8th. So cool. we'll be back there as of then. Nice. Cool. 
Um, well, again, listen, I, I appreciate you both for taking the time and, and sharing your story. And, um, you know, you I love, I love the entrepreneur story of just doing it instead of like, well, I got to go study for 15 years and then whatever. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm someone that's just like, well, let's just, my wife's like, what are we doing now? I'm like, we're doing this. So get on board and, <laughs> and we'll figure it out. Um, you know, it makes, it makes life it makes life a little more fun um, and enjoyable and exciting. And so uh, my hat's off to both of you for, you know, just, just going for it and, uh, and, and doing what you're doing and, and becoming entrepreneurs and, and being successful at it. So uh, again, thanks for your time. And, and I appreciate you being here today. Thanks, man. We Thank appreciate you. it. It was a pleasure. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care.